thank the Lord for the day. We thank him for his way. We thank him for his songs. We thank him for the encouragement that those songs give us to keep us on the path of righteousness. And we thank God for his most holy day. We want to welcome you all here who have braved the wind to get here. And we want to welcome those who are on the line, on the conference line, as well as those on the broadcast. We want to say good morning and happy Sabbath to you. And, and we thank God for you. And I want you all to remember that uh, uh, you can uh, do us a favor. Spread the gospel. Like us on uh, Facebook. Share us on Facebook. You just go to Remnant Seed Ministries and it's there. And also, if you have missed a service, or uh, you can get a, on, on podcast. Go to your podcast and ask, type in Remnant Seed, and you'll have all of the audio and some of the video services on podcast now. So please remember to do that and share the word, share the gospel of the coming of the Lord Jesus. We thank God for it. We learned Wednesday night that what? We thank him for everything. In all things, we give thanks. Amen? Amen? All things. And you can only give thanks in all things if you have given your heart to him. It's hard to give thanks to something you don't like. But as we know that God is our God and we trust him and we trust every move that he makes, we can give thanks. Amen? Amen. So this morning, we're giving thanks to our God. Now, now, what we want to look at this morning by God's grace is a cold reality. We're living in this, these, the, the, the closing moments of this earth's history. And we should be saying, hallelujah, thank the Lord. Instead of saying, oh, Lord, here it comes. <laughs> we ought to be saying, oh, man, it won't be long now. I've got to deal with this stuff no more. I don't have to worry about this anymore. I don't have to be bothered with this. See, what's wonderful about living in this time is that we might be alive when he comes. I know that that's sometimes can be a little shaky, but we can actually see him break the clouds. Isn't that wonderful? That's an opportunity, man, that Abraham looked and wished he could see. But it's going to cost. It's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you your selfish life. Are we ready to give that up? See, we can do that now, and so everything else will go on smoothly. But God says this is the time. I remember looking... And I, I thought about this. We were thinking, man, it's been 35 years since we first heard this message. It was 35 years ago when we first heard that there might be something going on that wasn't on television, that there might be something going on that, that the preachers didn't tell you about, that, that there, there's, a, there's, a, there's something behind the curtain. That was 35 years ago. And, and, and when, you, when you see it develop in your lifetime, you're like, wow, that's the truth. See, because we all heard it from the scripture. We heard it from the word. The word said these things would come to pass, and those who believe would, would, would understand this, but those who believe would have to go through a few things. And as we see this unfold and the boldness of it now, See, this was before, we first heard this before there was a debit card. When you couldn't get credit because you had to be credit worthy. <laughs> oh, this is a long time ago, a long time ago. We're back when, when gas was 65 cents a gallon. When, when, when you could, if you spent $100 at the grocery store, that means you were feeding two houses. See, life has kind of moved on, hasn't it? And now we are aware 
the Lord said we would be right before he comes. And we thank God for it. Amen. See, we're not worried, are we? Because we're nearing home. We're not fearful because we know who our God is. When we learned in Sabbath school, he said, we know what we worship. Amen. Because we're worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And because this war is a spiritual war, we're okay, aren't we? Because we have the most powerful spirit. But God says, look here. We have to stop following the glitter and hold on to the gold. We've been glitter following. Now it's time to hold on to the gold. Go to Revelation, if you would, this morning. Revelation chapter 22. See, God sets this thing up for us so we can see what side we need to be on and what's really going on from his perspective. Amen? Is God's perspective a good perspective? It's the true perspective, isn't it? Now, he says in Revelation 22, let's go, if we would, to Revelation chapter 22, and we begin at verse 14. 22, 14. And he makes this statement. It's so, it, it's so wonderful. See, we need to start rejoicing when Jesus talks to us instead of fearing what he has to say. I don't want to read that book. I'm going to have to do something. Let's go, oh, no. But God said blessed, didn't he? Well, blessed, depending on what part of the country you come from. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Isn't that wonderful? Because aren't you striving to be that people? Don't, are you striving to be blessed? So here's the formula. Blessed are those that what? Follow his commandments. That they may have the right to the tree of life. Now where is the tree of life? In heaven. Isn't that where you're trying to get? He said, and you may enter in through the gates into the city. Isn't that where we're trying to go? So isn't it wonderful? He said, here's the key. He said, hey, man, do his commandments. Close the book. Let's roll. That's all we got to do, right? Because he said, now let me tell you what is on the other side of that. He said, you're going to be entering into the city. And, 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 and we can do this figuratively now. Uh, we can enter into the protection of God by doing his commandments because what's on the outside of his commandments are this. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a what? A lie. That's on the outside of God's commandments. That's what's on the outside of the, of the living city, of, of, the, of the protection of God. That's what's on the outside, and we better start remembering that. Because we tend to float outside. We tend to want to play with the dogs outside, don't we? And what does a dog do? Bite. Bite. People always ask you, you know, is your dog bite? Well, the dog got teeth, <laughs> right? And so the dog is going to bite. So the sorcerers, the whoremongers, the liars, the idolaters, those are outside of the commandments of God, and we need to recognize that so we'll stop going out there petting these dogs. Verse 18, Jesus has sent my, has sent my angel to testify. Jesus sent his angel to testify what? Where? Unto you these things. Where? In the churches. Stop these independent atoms. God, I said, I send my message through my churches. Amen? 
So I didn't say God can't speak to you. Does he? Yes. But God says through my churches. I'm sending this message through my churches. Where did you get it from? Through his churches. So we got to get off the couch and come to his churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Amen. So this was just, these verses should just be so uplifting, but why is everybody's head down? God says, hey, outside of me are the dogs, the sorcerers. Just because the devil put glitter on it doesn't mean it's gold. We the biggest, mankind has been moved from having sense to following nonsense. Ephesians chapter 2. This is what the world is now. Anything outside of those that keep the commandments of God and follow those commandments, this is any system that does not recognize this is a system of sorcerers, dogs, idolaters, whoremongers, and murderers. Can we say amen to that? Amen. How can we say amen? Because it is written. Do we believe that? I want you to understand the world and the spirit of it hates you. Just because they put the glitter on it, they hate you. Can you understand that? Okay. They really hate those who are trying to do the commandments of God. And we're going to see why this hatred is, is above a human hatred. Go to Ephesians 2. Let's begin at verse 2. See, this hatred has power. And it's working because we're outside of the commandments of God. Ephesians 2, 2 says, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of what? This world. According to the prince of the power of the air. So not only does this world exist, it has a prince, does it? And it says, let's keep going. The spirit that now worketh in the children of what? Disobedience. Oh. So now we see the world has a spirit and a prince. Amen? And it's working in the children who will not obey the commandments of God. Are we all right with that? Verse 3 says, Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, and the lust of our flesh. Haven't we all had that conversation with the spirit of this world and the prince of the power of the air? We used to dance with him, didn't we? We used to think his glitter was gold. And we went with him, didn't we? Okay, I went with him. And oh, we, we, we knew how to deal in the world, how to, how to dance. Well, not really, but how to, how to do the things that the world said to do. God said in times past that was the case. He said, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of what? Wrath, even as others. He said, you prayerfully used, used to be that. What's the operative word in that? Used to. Oh, but we're dancing with the devil a little too much. We got to really make this our life. 
that the spirit of this world has to be out of us. We got to stop following them because they hate you. And the reason they hate you is because who is the spirit of this world? The devil. And the devil really hates you. If we go to John, we'll find out why. Go to John 15. Now, this is a hate that, this ain't like you can't stand your brother. Or it's like I'm mad at the person at work because they stole my cubicle. It's not that kind of hate. This is a hate that's spiritual. This is a hate that moves things. This is a hate that devises systems to kill you. And, 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 don't, and they don't care if you die. They hate you. So don't think there's anything in this world that is good for you. John 15 gives us an explanation of what this hate is. John 15, let's begin at verse 18, if you would. John 15, beginning at verse 18, says, If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. So this hate started before you got here. This hate started a long time ago, and it has its origin in the spirit world. He said, if ye were of the world, or the, the spirit of the world, we know what the world is now. We're not talking about earth. We're not talking about ground, okay? We're talking about the system that Satan has created called the world. Amen? If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world does what? It hated you. Don't ever forget that. Then you'll stop looking for the world to help you. Then you won't start relying on the world and its systems to be your savior. You have to come to this understanding that the world is trying to kill you. Why? Because he was a murderer from the beginning. And his end game is death. Please remember that. Don't think because you got a raise that the world doesn't hate you. Don't think that because you got a new car, the world doesn't hate you. In that new car is a system of hate. They locked you in, didn't they? They make it easy for you to get caught in a trick. Amen? Don't forget that. So you always carry the Spirit of God with you in all things that you do. And you say, Father, what should I do in this circumstance? Instead of saying, oh, well, this is a good deal. The world, hey, I got over on him. You'll never get over on the world. They saw you coming. They designed a little package for you before you walked in the door. Sucker number one. <laughs> well, that's sucker number one coming through. Here you go. Oh, man. You ever, been to, you ever bought a car? And those good salesmen. Oh, man, you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> they still $5,000 ahead of you. I got to go ask my manager because, you know, that, that's something I can't authorize. And they back there sipping coffee laughing at you. And they say, yeah, we got that one, sucker number one. And they come out, well, we'll give you what you want. Man, you stole this one from us. And then as you drive off in your debt machine, <laughs> they say, got another one. Now, believe me, I'm not talking anti-car or anti-new car. But I'm telling you, they're not doing you any favors. Amen. Amen? Amen? All right. And so when we know that, let's go to verse 23. It says, He that hateth me, hateth who? 
my father also. So look, you have a third in line of hatred. They hated the father, they hate the son, and they hate you. And all this origin comes from the hate one himself, Satan. He hates the world. He hates mankind because Jesus loves them. He hates mankind because man has an opportunity to be redeemed, and he doesn't. Mankind will be able, as we read in Revelation chapter 22, to be accepted into the holy city and partake of the tree of life. He will not, so he is going to hate you and try to murder you. He doesn't care about your children. He doesn't care about women. He doesn't care about anything. His design is to murder you. And all of his servants are dedicated to that end. Can we, are we all right with that? Don't dance with this. This is dangerous. And what happens, we get caught up in the glitter. And we, we just, oh, that's so pretty. Forgetting that we're about to die. Go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 4. Because this is what he can offer you. This is what the hater wants to offer you. And this is what we've been trained to go after because the hater has been our trainer. Until you're born again, you will follow the hater wherever he goes. And we're so duped, we don't even know that he hates us. We think he's given us everything that we wanted. Now go to Matthew chapter 4. We, we're going to look at this and then we're going to look at Galatians because we've got to see this package that... That, that the world or the, the, the prince of the power of the air is offering us. And if you've ever gotten to the victory over it, you'll see how, how ridiculous this package is. Now, let's go to Rev I mean, Matthew chapter 4. And we'll read verse, starting at verse 8. Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 8. It says, Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the what? Glory of them. They are still of the world, and they are still filled with hate, and they are still leading to death. So no matter where or how high he takes you, know the end game is death. And how much you got on, I don't care where it is. I don't care if you're on top of the mountaintop. And he said, I'm going to give it all to you. And what did Jesus say? Verse 9, and saith unto him, the devil says, all these things will I what? Give thee if thou would just fall down and worship me. Because he knows if you fall down and worship, you are dying. You have eternal death in your future. And that's what he wanted in the first place. So why wouldn't he give you the stuff that your selfish hearts desire? Because he didn't care about the stuff. He cares about your death. And he hopes he can use you to kill others. What do you think his agents do? Poor little children. These children are... Uh, these, these 19, 20-year-olds, entertainers, they're just children. And they're agents recruiting to make sure some more people die. You know, spray some more glitter on the thing, on the package. Put some more perfume on, on, the, on the foolishness. Lord, help us. And we're going for it. We're supposed to be people of God. We're supposed to be able to see through that and not go for it. But what do we do? We're right there with them. Amen? Okay? Now look at this. Verse 11 says, Then the devil, no, I'm sorry, verse 10 says, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence. Why? For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord 
thy God, and him only shall I serve. Couldn't get him, could he? The glitter didn't impress Jesus. He said, hey, man, I already know what the city looks like. I already know what the tree of life is. I've already seen the gold package that my father is preparing for me. That little, that fake jewelry you put in front of me, that glitter you, that, that's nothing. He said, get the hints, man. That's your package? And then what happened? Once he stood for the gold of his father, verse 11 says, then the devil leaveth him. Has the devil ever left you? The question is, have you ever stood for Jesus? See, when you stand, he'll have to leave. And then not only did the devil leave, what happened? And beheld, angels came and ministered unto him. That's a nice little deal. See, that's the gold package, not the glitter package. Amen. Let me show you what the, go, the glitter package is. Go to Galatians chapter 5, and when you look at it this way, you'll say, man, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Why am I going for this? This is the glitter package of Satan. This is how Satan entices you to die. Never heard that one, did you? That's all right. You're going to hear a lot of things. Galatians chapter uh, uh, 5, by God's grace. See, he is going to say, I'm pulling the blanket all the way off so at least my people can see this is nothing but death and hate. I'm not going to let my people be deceived. They still have to make a choice, though. He said, but I'm not going to let them be deceived. I'm going to tell them everything. I'm going to let them see this is really what's happening. Can you, can, do you understand what I've been trying to tell you? Come back into the holy city. Keep my commandments and live because what they got for us the glitter to get us to die do you know the plan is already rolling and it's amazing that they don't care now that you know because they have sprinkled the glitter in your eyes and you can't see all you see is oh oh sparkly sparkly do you know that the captains of industry are funding and participating in what's called depopulation? And they sit there and tell you this in your face. And they say, we're going to give people vaccines to control the population, not to help the population, not to strengthen the population. It is to get rid of you. It is amazing that nobody cares. It's amazing that we go line up for this stuff. And it's not just that. Some of us are old enough not to be vaccinated. <laughs> Some of us have to, Sister Wanda, deal with it every year. But we're making it too easy to die. They vaccinate the food. We're making it too easy. Can't we just fight a little harder? Can't we just not go gentle into that good night? Can't we just move forward and say, Lord, give us the strength. Let me keep your commandments and live. We, we sit there and say, it's okay. People tell you, it's okay. It don't matter what I do. So why, are you, why, why would you want to do that? Hey, I can do God. I'm saved. You saved for the funeral home. That's what's happening to you. And we, all this stuff, this 
spirit of hate is so strong in the agents of Satan that they're just placing things in place and there's nothing, you, we, we ain't worried about it. I don't understand how we can just consume anything. We sitting there eating, oh, no, John. We sitting there eating a bag of Doritos and drinking a Mountain Dew and acting like it's all right. You just kill, you, why are you making it easy to kill them? And we're sitting here, we, we just need to fight now. We need to say, look, Lord, we, we, we want to keep your commandments. I'm just not going to let them get us. That just don't make any sense to me. Why are we just going to lay down and just accept whatever they say? And then get used by them. That's what really bothers me. We're getting used by them in the name of Jesus. Going around here talking about we as Christians. <clears throat> Come on, y'all. What else are we doing? We, we're sitting there letting the glitter take us away from the point that we first met Jesus. Remember, we met him, and we were all enthusiastic about him. But now they start hiring at the post office. And we start working and getting good jobs. And, and, and nothing wrong with a good job. Praise him, right? Amen. Keep your good job. But keep in mind what the goal is, everlasting life. And if anything gets you off that path, you have to say, Lord, I don't know if I can walk with this anymore. Amen. Amen. We're afraid to make that commitment, but we can't be afraid any longer. God is God. He said the angels came and ministered unto him. The angels will come and minister unto you. But Galatians chapter 5, here is this glitter package. And sense and read, does this package make any sense? We're going to read this package and see if this is something you want. You ready? Galatians chapter 5. We'll start at verse 19. And it's termed in Galatians the works of the flesh. Here's the package. You ready? The works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Here is the benefit package of the world. You ready? Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. Here, have some flesh. All of these things lead to death, literally. Why do you think we have all these clinics? Because it is. This is but in, if someone said, here, take this disease. It's part of our package. Would you take it? If somebody walked up to you and said, hey, brother, brother Isaiah, here's a benefit package. Here, you're going to be diseased with stuff you can't get rid of. Is that a, something you would want to do? What happens if you're married and you are in love? And here's the package, adultery. Your spouse is going to cheat on you. Y'all don't want that package, do you? You sure? You sure? Now let's keep reading. Because, oh, no, I would never do that. Let's keep going. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Stress, drama, part of the package. This is what the world, or the prince of the power of the air, is offering you, the glitter package. But he puts enough sprinkles on it, perfume on it, we think this is okay. We're going for it because the only thing against this is keeping the commandments of God, and we don't want to do that. Let's go to 21. Envyings, 
murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Now let me ask you this. Does this sound promising? This leads to what? Death. death. Eternal death. But this is the package that's being offered by those who hate you. We need to stop taking this package. Because he said, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things won't do what? Inherit the kingdom of God. And remember we talked about this morning, the first scripture was we get to go into the kingdom of God. So the devil says, here is a package to keep you out of it. If you participate in it, I win. You die. Does it look a little different now? The great glitter package. Satan says, I offer you all of what I can offer you. Which is this. I can offer you fornication. I can offer you adultery. I can offer you lasciviousness. All these things guarantees you won't make the kingdom. How about some envyings? Murders. I can offer you that. But he offers it in such a package that we enjoy it. You know why I know we enjoy it? Because I watched advertisement on television. It works, doesn't it? There's, there's lasciviousness on every commercial. There's lust on every commercial. They can sell you a bare aspirin. And you forget, well, what they that? Why is a man? What's that got to do with aspirin? You're not thinking, I don't care about your aspirin. They're like, let me have your mind. How about on the football games? You don't see Little House on the Prairie women, do you? <laughs> Buy a Bud Light, and she's got a bonnet on her head. You know? <laughs> Why? Because the package is lasciviousness. And it works, doesn't it? It works so well, women envy it. Well, I put it like this. Females envy it. Some women who decided that ain't what I'm going to do because that's not right. But because they dress like that. And men think that's what they want. That's the package, though, isn't it? Isn't that amazing how we've been sold a bill, to good, a bill, a bill of goods? Aren't we happy with our bill of goods? You're slave to it, aren't you? All of us are slave to something the devil is selling to us. And we have to get the victory over this, don't we? And God's promised he's going to do this. You have experienced that already, haven't you? There's some people in here used to be high as a Georgia pine that aren't like that anymore. Amen? Why? Because God gave you the victory. Right? There are people in here that, that would sleep around if, at a drop of a hat. But guess what? God has given you the victory. Amen? But y'all the most unappreciative people. <laughs> God has done this for you. I'm not asking you to say hallelujah because that's another level and I understand. But at least say thank you because he has already done those things for you. Guess what? Let him do some more things. Because we've been holding on to this glitter package a little too long. Hatred. Envyings. How do we claim Jesus and hate people? Now, not just normal people. We hate people in the church. We're envious of people in the church. We got seditions. We got heresies, and we don't have but 30 people. <laughs> and he said, none will enter into the kingdom of God like that. 
So he says, I'm going to expose it all. Not because I want to embarrass people. It's just because I want to save somebody. I want you to know that the glitter package is not for you. I have a gold package. David understood this package. Go to Psalm 21, 27. See, David had figured this thing out because the Spirit had talked to him. And he said, there's one thing that I want. Now let's go to Psalm 27. It's a wonderful thing because remember, everything outside of the commandments are dogs, sorcerers, murderers, whoremongers, and such like. Everything. Everything. If they hate you, it's because they hated Jesus. They hated Jesus because they hated the Father. And that hate's not going to change. We just got to have to stop being used by the haters. Those are the true haters. And that spirit of hate is going to take you out. Psalm 27, verse 1. David said, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? See, we're going to have to, have to get the victory over this fear because this is real. I'm not going to share with you everything I know about how real this is, but I'm going to tell you, it's real. And it's getting, if, excuse the expression, it's getting realer. It's on you. It's, it's here. Don't worry. It ain't prophecy no more. It's present truth. Can we deal with that? It's here. It's happening right now. As we speak, people are dying because of the systems they have placed in motion. And the church is saying nothing. They're part of it. God says there'll be a few. He said, I have a remnant that'll stand for me. In the midst of chaos, they'll stand for me because they have given their heart to me. And so when the glitter package gets even more shiny, they see through it and say, no, that's not of Jesus. That's not of the commandments. I can't participate. So we got to get over this fear. David had to get over the fear. He said, he is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength and my life, of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? See, you're going to have to hold on to that scripture. Because when they come, the spirit of fear comes with it. He said, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they did what? They stumbled. See, why? Because when we read in Revelation 22 about those entering to the holy city, he said, they're inside the protection of God because they keep my commandments. And it, isn't this beautiful? See, this is some more, amen, at least something. Now, and verse 3 says, though a host should encamp against me, people, you're being, it's already here. The host is encamped about you. You might not know it, but they're here. You can't move without them poking at you. He said, though a host be encamped against me, my heart shall what? Not fear. Now, because fear causes what? What was that? Torment. Torment will cause you to go with a glitter package. Anything to keep this heat off me, whatever. That's why fear can't be present in your soul. We got it? You never made a correct decision when you were afraid. Keep going. 
Verse 4, one thing have I desired. No, no. Verse 3, though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should what? Rise against who? Me. That's unusual. You would think war rises up against nations. This war is against you. And war means there's more than one person warring against you. There's a spirit of the prince of the power of the air is warring against your soul. In this will I be confident. Verse 4 says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will, that will I seek after, that I may dwell where? In the house of the Lord, not in the future. He said, All the days of my life. Why? To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire where? In his temple. Remember, everything outside this temple are dogs and whoremongers and sorcerers and murderers. David figured it out. He said, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. How can you dwell in the house of God now? By keeping his word. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Do you know that's the only safety you have? It's not your ability to maneuver around the system. It's not your personality. It's not anything you can do because what you're up against is exponentially more powerful than anything that you are. But he said he's going to hide us in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall what? Set me upon a rock. You're not climbing up on the rock. He is placing you upon this rock because you trust him. If you don't trust him, you don't have a chance. If you're not keeping his will, you're going to be bought and sold and spit out and killed. Those are the only two options on earth now. Any gray area we need to talk about? Hey, it never was. We just figured, hey, we asked a question. You should at this point understand there is the Lord and then there's not. And everything not of the Lord is what? Not. The devil himself. The systems the devil has placed in this world are hellish. So don't expect the system to help you. Don't expect that they, well, they ought to do this because it's right. They don't even, man, their sense of right and wrong is nowhere near what you think right and wrong is. They're right, you're wrong. That's their system. People all up in arms because the system did something that wasn't right. The system was placed in, in motion by Satan. Why do you think Satan's going to do right? When has Satan ever done right? Can't. It ain't, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to, remember? And all of his agents don't want to either. All those who are possessed by his spirit, they don't want to either. So when you get out of the car, guess what? Uh, you better have Jesus with you. When you get pulled over, have Jesus with you. I'll tell you this. We were coming, going up to, on the highway, and the devil tried to kill us. You want to tell, I'm going to tell you literally. A, a, a pipe bounced off a truck 
bounced off a car, cracked the windshield. I got glass all over me at 70 miles an hour. You think we pray for traveling mercy just to be talking? We know what's out here. And as any entrepreneurial man would do, duct tape. <clears throat> Lord bless us to get back home. Now, what do you what do you think? Is, is this, this stuff just happened? It's a given that I'm going to get where I'm going? Come on, man, there's nothing against us. It's just life. This is real. And that's why you got to know there's only two camps. But you also know the Lord is my helper. Two inches to the right, I wouldn't be standing here. You see how close that is? But the Lord is my helper. He didn't say you wouldn't have trouble, did he? He wouldn't say you didn't have broken windshields, would you? He said, I'm your helper. You're going to go through it. Now I got to buy a windshield. <laughs> I don't know, Brother Juan, maybe it's a sign. I've been trying to get out of this van for a long time. <laughs> Another sign. You know, see, he said, oh, how many signs you need, man? <laughs> but this is real. But God is real. And God is able. Amen? And look at this. He said, I've desired, he said, this is what God is going to do for me. He's going to set me upon a rock. Now, how do you dwell in the house of God? Go to Romans. We're going to close in just a second. How do you dwell in the house? Because that we started off talking about dwelling in the kingdom of heaven, in, the, in a holy city. And, and he said, how do you do that? David said, one thing I've desired is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Romans chapter 12. How do you dwell in the house? Romans 12, 2 says, first of all, be not conformed to this world. See, we found out what the world was this morning, right? The world's not the dirt. The world is the system of hatred that Satan has placed in action. Please help us. Know that. That's why he said anybody who's friends with the world is enemy of God. Why? Because you're friends of the prince of the power of the air who has sworn vengeance against your elder brother, Jesus. He said, be not conformed where? to this world, but be ye transformed by what? You got to see the glitter package for what it is. Nothing. Death, destruction. Amen? No one's teaching this. Why? Because they, don't, they are part of the glitter package. I will pacify you with whatever you want me to say. I will, I will teach you, you with itching ears. I will have those who talk smooth things because I'm part of the glitter package. Why? There are not thousands of people today. But if it's one person, this is going to be taught. And you're going to be the teachers. Amen? You're going to go out and teach this because God is giving it to you this morning that there's no such thing for you any longer called glitter package. We're going for the gold, the fine gold, the gold that God is offering us called eternal life. It's called, okay, be transformed first. 
because you need to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're going to find the will of God. He said, this is how you keep. This is how, how you stay in the house. Be transformed first. Now go to Exodus chapter uh, 15. And we're going to find some more things about how to stay in this house, how we get to reside in this house, how we get to dwell in this house, how we get protected by the angels. There's no protection outside of Jesus. I want you to know that. So anybody tells you any differently, they're part of the glitter package. They might not understand it, okay? So don't get mad at them for telling you that. They might not know. They might not know what you know. But now you know there's nothing outside of Jesus that's going to get you through this, period. And if you don't believe that, if you want to question that, that's fine. God has given you a right to do that. But when it comes down to it and fear strikes your heart, you're going to call on what you believe. And I suggest you call on the one that can help you. You think the medical system can help you? What about the new Health Care Reform Act? Can it help you? What about the, the, the FDA? Can it help you? The FDA said it was okay to put poison in the, in the water called fluoride. We, we were looking at, at something. There's a company that makes, they're known for making aspirin, that's all we'll say. Okay? When you think of aspirin, you think about these people. They had a, a vat, we'll say a, a batch, we'll call it a batch, a batch of aspirins. They got infected with a virus that uh, compromises your immune system. Okay. And they knew they couldn't sell it in America. So what this company did is they flooded France, parts of Africa, with this. Because they're going to make a profit. They're not going to throw the batch away. Then all of a sudden, people start dropping dead. So you think somebody cares about you? That's why it's amazing that people think that, oh, we're, they care or they need to do right and they're going to do right. These people believe that they're right and you are worthless cattle. You are useless, worthless consumers. You produce nothing. Let's get rid of you so we don't, you won't. I, one of them said there's so many, too many people using too many things. Instead of getting rid of the things, let's get rid of the people. Your carbon footprint. is What do you think that's about? They're trying to quantify if you are worth being on this earth or not. Is it sinking in yet? That's why we need a Savior. Amen? Now, and we're talking in, 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 in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. How do we stay in the house? Verse 26 says, And said, If thou wilt what? Diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in whose sight? See, that's something else we need to come to grips with. You have no definition of right. What's right to you don't really matter. What is right in the sight of God? That's why truth is not uh, relevant. There's an absolute. And he sets the absolute. Amen? Amen. 
do what is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that does what? Healeth thee. He said, this is how you stay in the house. This is how you, how you stay in the temple of God, is that, hey, I need you to do this. Keep my commandments. My commandments aren't grievous. My commandments are instruction in righteousness. It teaches you how not to be caught in the glitter and be a child of the gold. That's how we got to look at these commandments now. It's not a restrictive thing. It's a, a map on how to walk righteously. It's a map right into the kingdom. It's a map right into the protection of the angels. It's a map to joy, peace, and harmony. That's what the commandments are. Go back to Galatians. We're going to see what the gold package is. Amen. We all right? I wish we had a million people here listening to this. I'd take a hundred. I'd be like Abraham. Lord, poor adventure. A hundred. But there's enough, isn't it? This is God's word. God's word will not come back void. Galatians chapter 5. Here's the gold package. We ready for the gold package? Because all of y'all put the glitter package away, right? Okay, here's the gold package. Verse 22 of Galatians chapter 5, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, first of all, is what? Isn't that what everybody wants? Everybody want to be loved. I mean, really love. Not that song love. Not I love you today. Baby, I love you tonight. I won't know you tomorrow. That's not what we're talking about. There's a longing inside each soul that wants to be loved. The first gift, the first part of the gold package is what? Love. love. Then what comes after that? Joy. joy. Man, he, you sell me on this one. Joy. What brings you joy? Oh, no, I ain't never been happy. Joy. Real joy. You know, when you felt the last time you felt real joy, you probably were about five years old. And you had not a care in the world. And you were sitting in front of your favorite dinner. Sitting next to your brother, sister, parent, father. You were just happy. You just, I'm not even in school yet. He said, here's my package. Love and that joy. Then he came and says, what? Peace. Oh, when's the last time you slept well without the, 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 the help of the, the, the hated uh, system? You know, they give you some stuff to help you sleep. Don't they? Because you just, I'm, I just can't rest. I'm stressed out. Who had to take some of this? No? Doesn't happen here. Okay. Oh. What about peace? When's the last time you've been at peace? It's been a long time. Because you know no peace. Because this world is built on non-peace, isn't it? Make sure you're afraid. You know why I know you don't have peace? Because you watch the 10 o'clock news. News comes on, no peace, no peace, no peace, no joy, no happiness, no love. Now we go to the weather. And then they want to scare you with that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's clear, but it, a hurricane might be here tomorrow. <laughs> God says, here's my package. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, 
Meekness. See, because you, you're having trouble with meekness. We all have a little trouble learning how that is. He said, part of my package is I instill that in you. Meekness. He said, temperance. You mean you won't be slave anymore? To stuff like that? Now, how many people, how many were temperate Thursday? Some of, me, some of us will. I mean, we ought to all say, yes, all of us were. Because by now, we ought to, you know, that fifth piece of cake, you're more temperate than before. We, we, you know, I know nobody had bean sprouts and lettuce Thursday, unless it was part of a deal, part of your, you know, whatever you was having. But he said, I'll give you temperance on everything, because it's not about the food, is it? He said, I'll give you temperance in, in uh, 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 your work. I'll give you time to rest. I'll give you peace. I'll give you all. This is part of my package. He said, this is what comes with me and the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Against such thing, there is what? No. And look at verse 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh, or what? The spirit of this world, with the affections and the lust. You don't deal with that anymore. Verse 25 says, if we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Hey, so that's going back to, the, to the, the flesh. That's going back to the world. That's going back to the dogs and the whoremongers and the sorcerers that are outside the kingdom. And we're going to close by the grace of God with the book of Zechariah chapter 13. Zechari Zechariah chapter 13. He said, this is what I'm offering to those who have a longing to keep my commandments. What's the better deal, the glitter or the gold? That gold packages, man. And it make, when you put the gold next to the glitter, the glitter doesn't shine anymore, does it? I mean, when you, when you have a fake and the real standing next to it, the fake is really fake. It really looks fake. See, if you've never reached for the gold, the glitter looks good, doesn't it? Oh, man, this is shiny. Until you put the polished, refined gold next to it, and it looks dim, and it looks depressing. Oh, man. He's shown us the gold. He warned us against the glitter. When Zechariah, what? 13. Zechariah 13, let's read verse 9 by God's grace. God says, and I will bring the third part through the fire. You ready? And we'll refine them as what? Silver is refined. How is silver refined? And then he said, I will try them as gold is tried. Then what will happen? They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. Then he said, that's part of the package. I will hear them. Now look at this. I will say, it is my people. Don't you want that? Amen. God says, that's my people. The sovereign of the universe says, that's my people. They didn't go for the glitter. They held on to the gold. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. What else you want? 
what you learn today is true. What you learn today is life-saving. And God says, I need you to grab on to these commandments so you can enter to the gates of the city. He said, the devil has done a number on us. But now there's a difference. You can tell between the glitter and the gold. And the glitter don't shine anymore, does it? What you think about on your glitter activities? You know, when you used to be on a three-day drunk. You remember them days? And how you felt after. You always felt bad, didn't you? So you drank some more. Or you, you were with this person, and then you turn around the next day with this person. And this, after a while, you're like, man, this ain't what I thought it was. And you see what the grace and mercy of God has brought you to today? His hand was with you all the time. He loved you more than they hated you. And they really hate you. But God's love is stronger than their hate. So this is why we're asking God to help us today. Reveal to us the glitter versus the gold. That we will grab on to the tree of life. That we'll have a right to it. That we'll... He'll be able to say, that's my people. The gold people. Small group of people. It's all right, isn't it? Y'all don't like crowds anyway. Let's have a word of prayer. Mm.